Joining me, as always, for this episode is my co-host and co-partner, Hunter Trumbull. I'm always here and always ready for a podcast. We've got a jam-packed episode to discuss today, but really not that jam-packed, because there's only a couple topics to talk about and a few new segments we're going to try out. But uh, as always, I want to give a thanks to a lot of our new sponsors and partners that are coming on board for the podcast. So thank you guys to all of them and all of you listeners out there. Be sure to like, follow, and leave a review on the podcast on whatever platform you're watching it on, because who knows? We might be doing giveaways and such based on our podcast followers in the future. So thank you guys for following. And on top of that, I want to give a thank you for everyone who watched or listened to our most recent episode with Reagan Mills, because that's turning out to be one of our quickest growing episodes we've released in quite a while. So thank you guys for that publicity as well. And uh, you guys are probably thanking us for probably producing a quality episode and look forward to this episode not being as great. (laughs) (laughs) We go downhill quick, don't we? All right, so the first thing I want to talk about today is we leave in, well, by the time they're listening to us, probably that morning for Point Wye Waterfowl Festival. Yes. So what are you looking forward to? What do you have to say about that festival? It's our second festival in a month, so it's jam-packed. Super excited. Um, I'm looking forward to all the new products we're bringing. I mean, I shouldn't say new products. The versatile products we're bringing, because we've, we've done a lot of acrylic duck and goose calls this time. We, yep. we didn't just... Um, <clears throat> Kind of go with our resin and with our um, image rods this time. We actually showed up with a lot of different colors. We did. I think there's a lot of uh, variety at this show. And then I'm most, I'm, I'm most excited for our goose call. Our goose call is a super revamped. Revamped it Sounds style. so much better, versatile, quicker. Beginner or expert, anybody can call on that call for sure. I'm actually really curious to hear some guys blow it that are better than us at blowing a goose call. Just because I really want to hear it kind of spread its wings and go. We're working on it, getting better at doing it, but um, I want to hear some people who know what they're doing. They're definitely an improvement for those of you guys who will be there who were also at the Saginaw Bay Waterfowl Festival about 42 days ago. So. I'm actually curious. That's another thing I'm curious about. How, how big is this show compared to Saginaw Bay? Um, how many people are there booth-wise and people-wise that were at Saginaw? And then, like, you know, is it is it comparable or is it kind of just a drop in the – Drop in the water, you know? Well, both shows have thrown a lot more money at their actual production this year compared to previous years. So I think both will be bigger than previous years. But I am interested to see – there's a lot of the same vendors going from show to show across the state. So I'm interested to see how many people come, you know, show after show. Yeah. They get bored of the booths after a while or if they're like us and, you know, we've got 100 new calls to come to this show with. So pretty much everything you saw at Saginaw Bay is, for the most part, different than what you'll see here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so alongside that, I want to throw out some names for some companies that we talked to at Saginaw Bay that will also be at Point VA. So we're super excited to work with Web Connection, Swamp Stick, and Superior Decoys while we're there as well. And uh, be sure to grab some deals from us and them while you guys are there. But I think we got to get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, which I'm sure you'll have some notes of yourself about for our college football segment. I mean, I love college football. You do. That's but it does not love you. No. No, it does not. No. I uh, Oregon fan, I struggle. Um, I'm like you on the NFL side, you know. Yeah, it's tough. No matter how good your season goes, it always ends <clears throat> shitty. So It does. It is what it is, though. For the right? past few decades. 
Uh, forever for me. Yeah, uh, forever. You know, me. Oregon has zero national championships. This is true. So, you know. All right, so I want to go through a couple games with you and just get your thoughts. So the Hawaii-Michigan game, Michigan blew out Hawaii 56-10. to 10. Any thoughts on that game? How much did you watch of it? I watched the whole thing. There's a, there's a pretty interesting QB battle that's been going on there, so I think that's a different and important thing to talk about because you don't usually see midseason QB battles going on, especially at University of Michigan. I think they have two good QBs for sure. One's better than the other. Um, Obviously, McCarthy's the top-tier QB. Yes. I'm not on the track of everybody being nice to both of them. I am I mean, I understand what you know happened last year and you trying to be kind and considerate, but J.J. McCarthy is definitely the better QB this year. Um, McNamara, I kind of felt bad for him in this game. You could see the pressure get to him when he was out there on the field. The offense looked <clears throat> totally different. It looked like he was running for his life, which I was confused about because McCarthy wasn't really running for his life. It looked like a totally different team all it, around. It was slower, it was slower paced. Nobody was. It just. It wasn't working out. He th- he threw uh, the interception. It looked like he was just really hating on himself for it. And then he gets booed. I really felt bad about the boos. I think he's still a good player for the team. And honestly, I think he's a great backup. If McCarthy goes down, he he yeah. led, he led them to a, to a semi a semifinals last year. It is totally possible that if he has to come in, he can do the same. Um, but that game could have been way more of a blowout. It could have. It could have. They could have dropped. Sure. They could have probably dropped ninety on. Them. Probably. Yeah. If they leave JJ in the game and they leave their first string on the field, they could drop. They could have dropped ninety, um, but they didn't need to. All right. So I want to say it with your chest moment here. Does McNamara transfer out after this year? What's your prediction? Fan base has not supported him at Michigan. He still has eligibility left. Does he go somewhere else to play for his final season? Yes. Any prediction on where he goes? Um. No, I don't no. have much of a prediction on it. Uh, wait, well, you know, uh, I, yeah, I do have a prediction on it, and it's going to be a wild one. Oh, boy. It's going to be a hot take. Oh, boy. But Notre Dame really needs a QB. This Notre is Dame's QB is not up to the test. I think McNamara is better than him. They've got CJ Carr coming over in the next class, but they need more of a bridge QB to get to Carr. I could totally see that that rivalry is not there anymore because they don't play each other anymore. I could see him transferring out and going to Notre Dame. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. That's a possibility. A hot take for sure. That'd be a. It'd be kind of crazy, but it'd be, be a fun. transfer portal from from hell right there. That'd be interesting. I could see him leaving the program now. Yeah, for sure. I could see him not backing up, especially after the fan base is non-support. Well, fan, he's already the, lost the, the fan job. Base, a lot of the fans there, I think, were just going off of that night. I think the fan base supports him, but. They all want JJ to play. They do. JJ is by far. The he's favorite. the gunslinger. He's the the pretty boy. You know, he's the atypical QB of what you want, and he gets that offense rolling and scoring points. Um, will he make some mistakes down the road? Yes, and I I'm curious to see when those come and if they're in big games or if they're when they you know we'll see how he handles when pressure's them. actually on. Exactly. When but you're if, in a Big Ten game, that really matters. Yeah. If McNamara leaves the program, though. It's it's interesting because his mistakes will be very on him, and he's the only one to lead that team. But it could do him good because if he doesn't have someone staring down his back the whole time, maybe he feels a little, a little bit more of pressure off his shoulders. Might be a little. But the pressure there. didn't seem to get to him. Now they played two really easy teams, so and they're going to play a third, and then they go to Maryland. They go to play Maryland. So really, week five is when they'll actually see some serious competition. Well, they got Iowa. Oh, okay. And Maryland then Iowa. If they can score fourteen, they beat Iowa. 
Yeah, that's true. If they score 10, they beat Iowa. So, <laughs> or, or Iowa shows up and for somehow they can't score any points on any other teams, but Michigan, they score 20 and who the heck knows. But no, I, I really think that Michigan's headed in the right direction, I want to say. Definitely an improvement. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. All right, the game that you and I were texting the most during going back and forth was the probably Bama-Texas game. That was a crazy game from start to finish. Bama Bama surprised me in not a good way. They came out flatter than I expected. They came out way flatter. Now, I thought they were overrated to begin with because just for the sole sense that I think Georgia should have been ranked above them from the start. Well, going from one to two, I don't think is a super overrated I don't know if I'd have them at two. I don't, I don't know. I think if you played them this week against some of the top competition, I don't know if they if they come out the second best team. No, I don't think so either. But offensive line looks poor. Bryce Young runs for his life the whole game. Um, running backs had a okay game, but again, if your line's playing bad, your running backs really aren't going to play much better. I don't super love Nick Saban talking about his running backs every week, saying we got to run the ball better. I think you got to block better. You got to block better. It starts up front. Yeah, starts in the trenches. Um, and then they've got, unlike the last what four or five years of Alabama, we have no. They got no speed at wide receiver. I don't see anything that takes a top off. Um, and then the defense, handsy as hell. Yeah, they were extremely. I don't know. Like, are they lacking speed? What what do we got going on here? Speed and physicality. I mean, I mean they were poor. They were poor physicality. They were I should up, say they were up in their Texas grill so bad, man. I mean, just ragdolling them, trying to keep them from catching balls. If Quentin Ewers doesn't go out of that game, hot take: Texas wins that game by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Two really? touch. Two touchdowns. Wow. I give them two touchdowns. That okay, one. that's a hot take. They were right in there. the. What were, what were they in the red zone? Another. Six times, probably. Yeah, I, I don't. They that were that the might 10, be a high times, number. So. I know they were in the red zone quite a bit, and they only they came out of there with freaking field goals. I really think Quentin Ewers is in that game. They at least score one more touchdown, which wins the game. I think they scored two. You're probably right, and I'd be interested to see what Bama would have done in that sort of pressure situation. They don't get in that type of situation think, very often. I think Quentin Ewers is in that game. They lose probably. All right. Anything to say about your Ducks winning 70-10, to 10, even though it was against an Eastern Washington? No. Not a whole lot to say there. No. It was an expected win. It was an expected win. They were dropping points on them, making themselves feel good. Yep. For, I mean, it's good to come After off, coming of, that, off, a hard off loss. of the Georgia loss. Running back room is – they had a decent game, again, against a pretty bad opponent. Lackluster. Bo Nix – I don't know. They've got nothing better. Ty Thompson really isn't doesn't isn't the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be. Bo Nix is Bo Nix is Bo Nix. Bo Nix is Bo Nix. You're going to have moments where you're like, huh, he is a decent QB, and then you're going to have moments like in the Georgia game where you're like, what in the who hell is this guy? Is this Why guy is he doing? on my field? Yes, exactly. Uh, not much to say about that game. They, they cupcake team. They play BYU this coming week though. Yep. That's interesting. BYU coming off a nice, nice win, close win for Baylor. So BYU's played some quality comp. They have, and uh, if they, BYU's got a shot because they've got Oregon, they've got Notre Dame, and they've got whoa, somebody in the Big Ten. I think I can't remember who else it is, but they've got some quality comp coming up. And if they run the table, oof. 
look out for the playoffs. You know, there's a lot of companies that make NFL and college football schedule big maps for, you know, on their walls and stuff. If one of them could sponsor us so we could have some schedule maps on our wall in here, that'd be great. That would be cool. That would be great. All right, so my next question for you, college football-wise. Mm-hmm. Bigger upset for the weekend, was it Texas A&M falling to App State or Notre Dame falling to Marshall? Which one hit you the hardest? Uh, Texas A&M, App State. Really? Yes. App State loses a gunfight to North Carolina. North Carolina put, put 60. I think it was a little higher than 60. But it's put 60 on them. App scores 40 points in freaking one half or one, yeah, yep. one half, I think. Yeah. And still loses the game. So... I coming into that game, Texas A&M has the number one recruiting class. All these five stars, looking great, talking great. You know, I would think that they could have put more than one touch. They scored one touchdown. One was a pick six. They scored one time, seven points. That's yeah, all they one scored. One offensive touchdown. If your offense can only score one time, and then App State bullied them, showed up, freaking ran the ball down their throat, controlled the ball, time of possession was theirs by a mile, and beat some. At Texas A&M, I can't believe that. I mean, that's that's a huge upset. To me, the Marshall-Notre Dame game is more believable. App State's a good team, but I felt Marshall was – I feel they're, they're a decent team too. And I thought Notre Dame was way overrated. Yeah, you said in our first college football AP poll discussion podcast that they were overrated. I, you know, I had, <clears throat> and you've gotten some flack for that from some of our viewers as well. I had Texas A and M and Notre Dame overrated and moved down the list. And I really thought after the Ohio State game, I was like, oh no, maybe, maybe I, was I was off. <laughs> no, I wasn't off. No, <laughs> I was on, spot I was on the money. So. Uh, the Texas A&M game though blew me away a little more. I tuned into the I tuned into more of the end of that game. Rough, 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 rough. Um, nothing fun about that game for Texas A&M. Yeah, I don't know. Circle the wagons, maybe. I'm Circle not sure. the wagons. Yeah. <laughs> so there were a lot of changes. A lot of upsets led to a lot of changes in the AP poll this week. And I know you're a strong supporter of the AP poll's decisions all around. So I I hate the AP. Poll. <laughs> I think the AP poll is useless. And this week proves it this week proves that they're shitty and, and nothing about them is smart and they're terrible and nobody takes the time to actually go in there and vote and they do it on a sunday night that they're hungover and they don't care and they're watching nfl football because whatever give me your actual hot take come on now my hot take is how in the hell does let's go let's go back a week okay how in the hell does oregon i understand they lose to georgia but what by a lot but they drop off the AP poll. That's true. Okay. <laughs> then they come back on. How does App State beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M? How does Marshall beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame? How does uh, Washington State beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin? And none of them are ranked. This is true. But Texas unranked, unranked loses. I get it. I get it. They lose by one point to Alabama. And all of a sudden they're 21st. Okay, everyone's like, oh, they're so they're they're much better, much improved. They still lost. I don't know how I feel about Kentucky jumping up as far as they did. Uh, can you give me what number did they jump up to? Uh, they were at twenty, and now they're nine. No, no, and this is that's a high jump I'm, just for a win over uh, Florida again, twenty six to sixteen. I'm super sorry to SEC bias is a real thing. I don't care what anybody's got to say about it. Kentucky jumps because they beat Florida. I think you're going to figure out real quick, Florida beat freaking Utah. 
Utah is probably the best team in the Pac-12. Maybe USC gives them a run for their money. We'll see where that goes. But still overrated. And I think Florida's overrated. And if you take an SEC team that's overrated, which is usual, and you take another SEC team that beats them, all of a sudden they're gods. Oh, my God, we're so great. Uh, No, I'm sorry. (laughs) If Georgia – I'm going to call hot take right now too. Okay. If Georgia does not win the national championship this year – it is not a, it is not an SAC team winning the championship. Really? I think Georgia is the only team in that conference that has a shot at it. Okay. I'm calling that right now. That's a nice hot take. I mean, I, I, my money's still on Georgia all the way. I think they're an even better team than they were last year. I like them quite a bit. I'd like to see them play better competition because I'm an Oregon fan, but I really think Oregon is, at best, a 23 team. At best. Really? They're... First-year coach, everything's kind of wonky there, not looking amazing. That defense was slow, stagnant, at best. didn't make tackles. Offense is not what it usually is at Oregon. So, uh, no. my uh, You know what? AP people too, I have another big thing, and I'd like to get your take on it. Miami, Florida. Well, they played spotty. They almost lost as well. That game was close for a while. Didn't play great. They end up getting, you know, they end up getting it done, but... They get booed. Yeah, they did. That's Mario Cristobal's, what, second game? Yeah. That Being an Oregon fan, I'm going to tell Miami fans right now, get your boos ready because <laughs> that offense is going to be absolutely atrocious for the, his tenure. That, that man and, – and they got – they got, they got uh, Gaddis, Josh Gaddis down there from Michigan. Yep, from Michigan. Um, I don't think he's that great of a play caller either. I, I really don't. So – I think you're going to get lackluster offensive play out of that team and probably lose to NC State and watch even Louisville. <laughs> even Louisville. That's um, a hot take right there. No, I'm not calling it, but I would laugh. You're calling it. You just call it. You guys heard it I on the even podcast. Know, I, don't, I didn't even see their schedule. They might not even play Louisville. We need to start betting more on this podcast. That's what we need to do. All I'm saying is I, I don't think they're as high on the list as other people said. And I'd also like to point out that a lot of people had – uh, Baylor making it to the Final Four. Okay, I, I say Final Four like it's basketball. But yeah, it was Mark the last tournament the going last on. four teams, you know, yeah. to get in the semifinals. Semifinals? No, no, oh, I don't think so. Either. No, I don't think so. I said it again. It's Baylor. They'll go down the list. They're a good team, but I don't think they can. They can't hold that type of that type of. They flame. won't perform in those big games. First of all, they got I, if Texas can just play decent football, Baylor loses to Texas. Uh, Oklahoma looks like they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be as good as they normally are, but they're a force to reckon with for sure. Oklahoma State has absolutely zero defense, but that offense looks good. Yeah, they do. They have so, a firepower offense. I don't think Baylor <clears throat> gets anywhere down there, uh, but quite the interesting battle because BYU uh, and uh, UCF and um, somebody else comes into the Big 12 next year. Yes, they do. So we got to see kind of a, a conference matchup for next year, and BYU came out on top. So – I mean, in overtime, but still, you know. A win's a win. Yeah, a win's a win. W in the column's a win. BYU's a decent team. I, I don't mind that team at all. And they were they were without their two top wide receivers. Yeah, they were. So they'll they'll perform real good against them next year. Well, so I mean, One of them's a senior, I think, I, right? One's I, a junior, one's a senior. I don't remember their, their years. Uh, luckily, they don't have them for Oregon. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I don't think they will. Um, but I guess I went back up the charts there a little bit and got on a, got on a rant. 
Um, but other big news other than the AP poll, and I want to get your your notes on this one. Okay. Scott Frost fired from Nebraska after losing to Georgia Southern. Too early. Too early. Too early. Whoa, really? I five yeah. years, and this did you give this man too early? No, I give him too early for the fact that it's mid season. You're not far into your season. Okay, at this point, your season's done. You're not going to turn this team around to be a playoff team. It's done. Well, no, but you could get you go bowling. You could. That's a, there's a lot of money in bowl games. I just don't understand. I've never understood firing a coach in the whether it's college or NFL. Firing a coach in the first five games of the season for NFL and first four for college so just seems pointless to me. Here's here's my take on it, and this is why I think they did it. And I could be entirely wrong. They don't save the seven point five million from waiting three no. weeks. It would have been two games. Yes, but I think they're out on the road. They're going to try to fu- they're going to take these next three months and try to find a coach. But what I really think they want to do is they want to instill in the Nebraska fans and the the um, the boosters that they're they're going to be nitpicky this time and that they're willing to get rid of the guy who they thought was going to be their god and savior. Yeah, who was their lord and savior? Um, but I really think the things have changed a lot with the way recruiting works and the way that the people can just transfer in and out. They're going. They got to go find a coach. And not only does that coach have to come in, I think they're trying to do it early because they really want to get a name out there because he needs to come in and not only recruit well on the trail, but he has to convince the players that are there to stay. To really have a commitment to the team. That's true. Yeah, so I really think they wanted to get it done early because they know this year's over. They know it's over. Maybe they get lucky and they go bowling, but they, they I think they just want to get out of the way. They really, in my opinion, should have fired him at the end of last year. Oh, that's what I – yeah. If you're going to keep him this season, you, you keep him till at least midway. But – That was my thought. I'm okay with him getting rid of him right now. If I was a Nebraska fan and I lost like that to Georgia Southern and I just lost Northwest, who didn't look that great anyways. This is true. Oh, I know my Big Ten journey is going to be a tough one. I Ooh. mean, if you lost to Northwest, I think Northwest and Nebraska probably going to be bo- a They're going to be the bottom tier of this year's league. Probably probably Nebraska because they lost to yep. Northwest. Iowa probably will be too because they can't score any points. But not yet. I mean, I would have been booing the man, get him out of here. I and it sucks because he was their Lord and Savior. He was thank you know welcome home Scott Frost T-shirts at the bar. Right. And it kind of sucks because he gets. That relationship's going to get severed a little bit, I think. Oh, it will, for sure. Ties are cut. Big take, though, here, okay? Okay. All I'm Let's saying say is it with chest. I would really love to see it, and I know I would get some people to be like, why? Uh, let's do a little swapsy-poos. Oh, boy. And I, what's, <clears throat> I don't remember his name. The offensive coordinator for Alabama? Yeah. Okay. Send him to Nebraska and send Scott Frost down to Alabama's offensive coordinator staff because oh boy. that team needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a... A swap that would never happen. No, it would never happen, but I want to see it. It would be an interesting interesting swap to see. That's for sure. Oh, well, I, I don't know about you. That's that's about the, the pretty majority of big takes there. Yeah, that's that takes up. I figured you'd have some nice rants there, which is why I wanted to talk on college football quite a bit. I did have some big rants. And now we're going we're gonna to move on to more of your section of the game. We want to take a minute here to thank Locked On Sound's newest sponsor and partner. Lit Beard Company is Wisconsin-based, veteran-owned beard business helping razor haters look good while doing good. Not only is Lit the solution for a man looking to eliminate beard itch, unslightly beard dandruff, and all the nonsense of growing a baller beard, but it'll get her closer than ever by getting rid of that rough feeling that keeps her away. 
As a veteran-owned business, it is important to help veterans and their families, so LIT donates $1 from every single sale to Project Welcome Home Troops. And now, if you use code word CALL, that's C-A-L-L, at checkout, you'll save 10% on all LIT Beard Company products. So give LITBeardCo.com and support a pro-Second Amendment, pro-freedom, veteran-owned business some of your support. Again, that's L-I-T-B-E-A-R-D-C-O.com. Support them and show your support for our veterans and all of the local small businesses across the country. Thank you guys for listening, and let's get back to our podcast. Yeah, I am more a fan of the NFL-style football, and you like the college more, which we've debated about on the podcast before, and I'm sure we will again. But um, you didn't watch a whole lot of NFL football this weekend, but you watched some. So. I didn't get a text from you Sunday night, which I was very glad about. You waited until Monday morning for hunting. I did. And I was grateful for that until you texted me before I even got in my truck Monday morning to come meet you to hunt. Yep. But uh, the Bucks cowboys game. Yeah. So I know you've thought a lot about it, seen a lot about it, read some things about it. So what are your thoughts before I go on my rant for a um, minute? Bucks defense plays pretty good. Uh, just from your thoughts – uh, offensive coordinator for Cowboys. Terrible. Kellen Moore. <laughs> I'll, get so, I'll, I'll get you started. I'll get you started. I brought up a point today that I'm, I'm going to say this first before I go on my rant here. The only stat that will change my mind about Kellen Moore is how many holding penalties we get on run plays. Because Zeke averaged 5.2 yards a carry. He had 10 carries for 52 yards. Why don't you run the ball? Why do you abandon the run after the first half? You're running all over the Bucks defense. You drive down the field a couple times to have penalties ruin your drive, yes, but you're, you're getting yards. And then you stop giving Zeke and Tony Pollard the ball. Kellen Moore needs to be fired. And I think if Dallas goes out and loses to the Bengals in week two, which is a few days away, and then after that goes out and loses an either NFC game, whether it be to Dallas or to Dallas, to the Giants or to Washington, I think Kellen Moore's fired, and I think I think Mike McCarthy should take over that offense. But that'll never happen until Jerry dies. Wow. That's my <laughs> Jerry yeah. wants to hold his thumb over that organization. McCarthy does not have control of that team. That's why we have so many offensive penalties, because Mike McCarthy does not have control of that offense. And until Jerry dies, and hopefully Stephen Jones has a little bit lighter thumb over the team. Then we can actually have a head coach that is the true head coach of this team. Now, with that being said, I do not think the Bucs make it to an NFC Championship game this year. No? No. I think Dallas was able to hold them to 19 points throughout the entire game. Brady looked good. Don't get me wrong. He had a couple sacks. Uh, Michael Parsons had two sacks on him. But I think there's some defenses that go out and stop Brady because usually he does have a slow start to the season. But uh, he said this – or not this morning, uh, Monday morning – that he was pretty sore after the game. So I imagine – and that's the first time I've ever seen him come out publicly say that. He said that on his podcast Monday morning. But uh, for him to come out and say after week one he's pretty banged up and sore, not only do I think that's a nod to this will be his last season, but he's getting pretty damn old. By week 17, week 18, playoff start, he's going to be pretty beat up and ready to go. I would agree. That offensive line is going to hurt him throughout the It year. is. You've lost three, four starters on that O-line we, by now. I mean, even you being a Cowboys fan kind of knew that this season was going to be... It's his last. It, it was going to be, you know, what it was. Um, <clears throat> but, if Giselle had her way, this would have been, you know, a nice retirement. Yeah, Fournette, on the beach. though. Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Fournette played a game. He, he did. He had a good game. 
I don't know his I don't know his stats, but I don't know the exact yards. I know he's number five on the rushing list right now for uh, rushing leaders. So he definitely had a good game. Uh, I was disappointed in a couple of our linebackers, especially Vander Esch being pretty soft with them. There was one point I know you didn't really watch much of the game. There was one point where Vander Esch kind of had a chance to lay his ass out on the sideline there, and uh, instead of just shouldering him and laying him out when he was trying to stay in bounds, he just kind of snugged him and pushed him out of bounds. And pushed Fournette on the ground, and he went to went to grab his hand to help him up. And uh, Fournette basically gave him the finger and said, "I you worry about yourself. I'll get myself up." So I was disappointed to see how soft we were with Fournette. They let him get a couple extra yards that he probably didn't deserve. And that's my hot take. I don't remember Texas being that that nice. No, I thought you guys were supposed to be hard. On we're that. supposed to be the physical team, but now we're just the team that gives up a lot of pre-snap penalties and uh, hands the game hey, over and over flat. You know what? You are America's team. And do you see where America's at? We're gonna watch. We voted Joe Biden. We're going to watch <laughs> Cooper Rush go out against the Bengals. And hot take right here. Dallas loses the game, but it's a nail-biter. Where do they go next week? Bang- Bengals come to Dallas. Bengals? Jeez. Joe Burrow's pissed off. Joe Burrow they got their off. They got their butts kicked week one. But nope. Joe Burrow still had sacks. I'm going to go against you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn turn the attack. Turn, okay. the, turn on you here. I think he comes out pissed off. Has a decent game. Doesn't throw the picks he does. Doesn't get rushed as much. Cowboys are sad because they suck. And they beat them by 10 points. Micah Parsons has at least three sacks in this game. No. He is going to tear right through that O-line. One. No, not a chance. One. Three. One. He had two against Brady's O-line. One. And Bengals O-line did not look very good, even though they have four new offensive linemen to start my one. Next podcast, you will hear Willie cry because you probably will. Cowboys got beat by like three touchdowns. Oh, I, I think they lose, but I think it's a Joe Burrow drive to end the game for a field goal. Really. I got Joe Burrow winning by 10. Joe Burrow by 10. Joe All Burrow right. by 10. There you go. There's, there's your stat right there for you. All right. Any other games? I'd like to bring up a couple other surprising matchups. The Packers losing to the Vikings 23-7. Thoughts? Um, Aaron Rodgers and the wide receivers don't look like they're in sync at all. They're not, for sure. That team offensively looks like it's a dumpster fire. Uh, I'm going to go in a completely different direction. Really? Last year, how far did Green Bay make it in the playoffs? NFC Championship, Championship game. game. What did they start off their season doing? Get blown out by the Saints. Did they really? Yep. Well, I guess if there's a guy that can do it, it's Aaron Rodgers. But he started off the past two seasons getting blown out. I really and don't think he has the weapons he improves. before, though. Now, I do think he probably was texting his uh, old wide receiver there at the end of the game. It was like, oh, you want to come back to Green Bay yet? Because I'm sure he missed Devontae Adams last night. And Devontae Adams probably told him, huh? No, huh? I'm doing way better. offered me money, and I didn't take it. All right, so the game we watched together, Bills at Rams. I was surprised by it. I wasn't surprised by it. Bills are my Super Bowl pick. I agree. And I, I love Josh Allen. But I was surprised about the sloppiness of the um, Rams. The Rams. 31 to 10. They didn't just get beat. They got slaughtered. That, but it was it was it just felt really sloppy. It, it was. Felt, it didn't feel like the, the previous it didn't feel like the defending Super Bowl champions at home. No, it didn't. Like, I don't know. You have the Bills come in. I feel like if you lose that game. It should only be by, like, a field goal. Yeah, it was supposed to be a shootout, and it wasn't. It honestly was a poor choice just, for Monday, or Thursday Night Football. I just I, – I mean, in my head it wasn't. No, not If my I'm head. the matchmaker, that's a beautiful game to start off. That was a great game, yeah. But, by golly, uh, didn't turn out that way. This I don't know. The sloppiness of it all was just bad. And, and what's up with, like, 
It's just, I mean, all that offense is only Cooper Cup. Yeah, that's it. Cooper it's Cup. Cooper Cup and uh, three three decoys around Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. Coop. <laughs> no, another hot take for the overall NFL season. All right, let's go through this year. Cowboys come out sloppy. Mm-hmm. Cardinals come out sloppy. Mm-hmm. Packers come out sloppy. Yes. Rams come out sloppy. Yes. Uh, Eagles and Lions game. They both came out looking pretty good, and we'll touch on that here in a minute. But uh, Bengals come out sloppy. Yes. 49ers come out sloppy. Okay, wait a minute. Hold up. Halt. What? 49ers need to – 49ers had a couple of issues. We'll, we'll go back there in a minute. Right, Patriots fine. go out sloppy. Broncos-Seahawks game was the other big game. I won't touch on that right now. Uh, I guess you could say Broncos was sloppy, but that was more coaching errors. But my point is, a lot of leading teams this year came out sloppy. You'll see some turnarounds. And I think that is because of the 17-game season. You're not playing starters in preseason games anymore. These, think, your first two games of the year are yeah, basically preseason yeah, for them. It, takes, getting warmed it up. takes two games to get everybody in sync and in rhythm. Yep. And, and you don't that do that in the preseason third game, anymore. I think by the fourth game, you're kind of going to know who's a poser and who's not. That you will. So I but think that's a big I'm, issue. All I'm saying is, is whoever can jump out to the, to the lead right off the rip at the Chiefs and at the Bills – those are those are your guys that you're watching out for. Yep. Uh, who out of those teams? Give me two. Give me two teams that started sloppy that you think have the best chance of turning it around. Okay. I'm gonna say uh, of all those teams, I'm gonna say the Packers. Okay. Aaron Rodgers will turn that team around. Okay. And I'm gonna say the Rams. Okay. But I'm gonna say that with a grain of salt. Because I would say Dallas, not just because I'm a Dallas fan, but I think Dallas wins seven of their last eight games. And it looks like they're going to do really good. But they're all kick games to end the season. So Dallas's record will turn around on a dime after their bye week in week seven. But it's all versus kick games like Washington, you know, Commanders, stuff like that. Wow. Carson Wentz hater. Uh, you know what? He looked really good. And I, I like Carson Wentz. When he was in his prime. I hate that team just because they're called the Commanders. I mean, that's that's a fair point as well. I can't argue with that one. But I think those three teams right there have turned around records by the end of the year. Okay. Okay. Now – Dallas will probably what, lose in a what, wild now, game. Yeah, not records though. Who's got the shot at turning around after week one and, and taking it home, taking it all the way? I'm going to say the Rams and the Broncos. Okay. All I right. think the Brown. I think – Russell Wilson's new to that team. It's going to take him a few weeks to adjust, but I think the latter half of the year, they are a firepower that makes it deep to getting at least close to a, a national championship. I think while the Rams, I think, turn it around, I don't think they end up being as good as everyone thought they'd be. I think they lose in the NFC championship. The Bengals, I think, end up being pretty good, but again, not as good as last year. Correct. Um... Packers, I think, turn it around, but again, I, I don't have – I got faith in Rodgers, but not enough. Uh, I, I really think my bet is on the 49ers. Really? Yes. You think they switch back to Jimmy G? I hope so. Please, God. From what I, – I, you probably didn't hear this because I looked at it on my way here, but uh, 49ers coach was asked about the possibility of them trading Jimmy G to Dallas, giving Dallas his quarterback situation. And if I'm Jimmy G, I'm even a little more upset right now because he said, and I'm not, I'm not going to quote here, I'm going to ad lib, but he basically said we'd be open to hearing an offer. 
So if you're Jimmy G, you're Ooh. looking at that going, wow, you're even willing to trade me? He said, and he did say we'd be open to hearing an offer about anyone. That's just how it goes. But I think if you're if at this point you're looking at possibly moving him up to a starter after this week, you're probably going to be a little nicer to him. Okay. I don't know if they're looking at it. I don't think they are. They probably won't. And I'm going off on a limb when I say they're going to be better. I really think with Trey Lance at QB, though, they played in the rain. The rain's a hard place to start your starting career for the 49ers. And that field was awful. It was horrible. That turf was terrible. So bad. But if they switch, I don't like I like going over to Jimmy G. That team runs so much smoother, so much better. And they and looking at the week one performance, Debo, definitely. Debo Samuel has a much better time because that's just more of their style. Give it to your playmakers. Trey Lance, I don't think Trey Lance is your playmaker, but I could be wrong. But I really think they have the chance of turning around. I actually think the Bears end up falling on their face. Really? Okay. I think they have an average season, but I don't think they're great. Um, I would say the 49ers and ah, possibly the Broncos. Possibly the Broncos. I think they turned around. I'm possibly, a big Russell Wilson guy. Possibly the Broncos. I like him a lot. I think he'll do well for that team. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that. All right. So we already touched on one of them. Carson Wentz. Is he back to his prime or no? No. 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 Why not? Uh, I think he has an average season and gets hurt. Mm, three, he'll probably get injured. That's fair. What about Saquon Barkley? 164 yards for the Giants. Saquon, Looked like his prime. Saquon played good. I, I don't. I have all the faith in Saquon. He's a lot like, um, oh shoot, Christian McCaffrey, for me. I really? think both those guys can be the best running backs in the league if they stay healthy. That's fair. And Which they both have trouble doing. They both have trouble doing that. So. If they stay healthy, I think they play great. Saquon will be an awesome uh, rushing leader this year, but it's it's to be seen. All right, so another NFL question before we get to our pickums here. Okay. You don't keep up with news very much. You're you're an off the grid kind of guy. Yep. Unless it comes to college football or hunting, and then you're pretty much on top of it. Yep. So the breaking news for the past day has been about Brett Favre. Okay. And I mentioned this to you before recording. You said you had no idea what I was talking about. So I want to get your first off the rails hot take here. All right. It was caught and released through text messages with some other chick, I forgot who it was, that um, back a few decades ago, he stole millions of dollars from Mississippi's social security program, fraudulently collected uh, millions of dollars from the social security program and donated it to Southern Miss for a new volleyball arena that his daughter was playing at. Thoughts right off the bat, go. Um, Is it? It's not proven yet, right? It's pretty damning evidence. It sounds like his uh, reputation. I don't know if you'll be seeing him in many more insurance commercials. It, it's pretty damning evidence from what I saw. Uh, well, Everybody it, I've seen talk about it, it's like, yeah, that's it's pretty much set. If it comes out fully true, 100%. FBI is opening investigation. Well, as they should. That's going to be bad. That's going to be bad. That's going to be bad because here, here's my question. If he fraudulently took this money, Okay, you can't just steal money. Right. And then he gave it away so they could put a volleyball horn in. And I imagine that giving away was probably a tax write-off somewhere along the way. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how much trouble he's going to be in. Can he is he gonna be able to pay his way out of it? Is he is he gonna I'm sure he's got the money to pay his way, but it's a matter of would the FBI let him? I I don't know. I'm not sure how much trouble he'll be in. I'm sure it'll be it'll be a little, for sure. I agree. Um what do they do about the volleyball court? What are you? You can't take it down. 
I don't know what condition it's in nowadays anyways. I don't know either. But I'm just curious. It's not theirs. No, it's uh, the taxpayers, I it's, guess. It's, it's not public uh, property. I guess so. I mean, everybody jump on the bus and go down to the volleyball court, I guess. I don't Love know. for his daughter, huh? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of an odd situation, an odd predicament. That it is. I mean, I'm all for the rules, though. Illegal is illegal. And treat them all the same. And that's something we actually didn't talk about, treating people the same. Yeah, I'd say uh, the FBI has got two important investigations going on right now. That will be interesting to see how they play out for two famous people. If that's what you were alluding to. I don't, I don't know. Were you not? What are you alluding to? I was alluding to the Trump. Oh. The Trump investigation. Oh. What were you alluding to? No, the FBI's cricket as fuck. Fuck them. <laughs> and explicit, explicit warning on this podcast. <laughs> no, I was, talk- I was in NFL with you, Aaron Donald, wielding helmets. Oh, that man shouldn't have played. No, he shouldn't have played. He shouldn't have played. But, but at the same okay. time, I but now we're on. Now we're on the Trump subject. No, yeah. we're gonna avoid that. No, topic. we're we on that topic. Not you brought it up. A You're on that. No, we're on a political podcast. You know what? Fine, we'll stay out of it simply because I know people don't want to hear politics on a hunting. No, on a hunting but we're people's getaway from politics, so we're gonna stay that. Okay, way. fine. We will get away from it. But we do offer Trump twenty twenty four duck calls and goose calls if you would like one. Buy them on our website, lockdownsound.com. Only ninety nine ninety nine. Anyways, aside from that, let's get to our pick Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. I have no shame in plugging our own products. NFL pick You got the Chargers at the Chiefs this week. Who do you got? Chargers. Really? Give me Justin Herbert. Oh, wow. Give me the fucking best QB in the league. I think Justin Herbert makes it interesting, but I got the Chiefs. I think Mahomes pulls through. Nope. I liked Herbert and the Chargers more, but I think Chiefs pull through. Nope. Commanders at the Lions for our at Michigan folks here listening to the podcast. Give me the Lions. I agree. Let's do it. I also have the Lions as my pick on that. I think they're a 6-8 win team this year. I I'm do excited too. to see what they win. I do too. I think the Commanders and is I'm, their first I'm one. actually kind of sad about it. Because oh, six to eight wins puts them where do you think that puts them in draft order? Probably seven or eight. I don't know if they get a QB at seven and eight. They might not. They might have to tank some games. Get uh, that famous coach over there um, to tank some games. Because for if them. they want a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud, I think they got to be within the top three. Bryce Young will not be going to the Lions. I can promise you that. Why? There is no way that he will get drafted at a high enough number. I guess low enough number. But the line, he'll be off the board by the time the Lions pick. Is what I'm saying. Oh, that's what I'm trying to well, say. Well, I'm saying if they're in the top three, they could get him. I. Unless they trade up and draft well, capital, which see, they could. Bryce Young, to me, is oh, – it's hard to say. I think he's probably the better QB. But for Lions' sake, I, I think C.J. Stroud is, is the better option. And the only reason I say that is he's bigger. This is true. He's bigger. He doesn't get – I don't think he's injured as easy. Bryce Young is a small QB. He's a small man. Bryce Young goes number one overall. My hot take right now. Bryce Young goes number one overall to the Texans. There you go. There's my 2023 draft prediction. Mm, okay. As of September 2022. All right. I see it. All right. Titans at the Bills. Bills. Bills all the way. Bills Mafia. Bengals at Cowboys. We already discussed. Bengals by 10. Bengals by two. By two? Yeah. I think they're down by one. What? Burrow drives down the field and kicks a field goal. That's not two. A field goal? Oh, you said down by one? Yeah, they're down by one. Down by one. Burrow drives down the field. I think Cooper Rush connects with CeeDee Lamb. No. Over, ah, I'm not going to throw a number on it, but the Cooper Rush to CeeDee Lamb connection is going to be there. Uh, uh, 
We'll see. And Michael oh. Parsons has at least, what did I say, three or four sacks? You said three. Three? I said one. Cooper Rush hurts his pinky toe. <laughs> <laughs> Will Greer steps in. Um, Cowboys have a bad game. Willie thinks about – Willie contemplates the fan, the ceiling fan, uh, and that's just how it goes. You heard it here first, and uh, when you have to come back next week and say you're sorry, I will accept it with a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I will not say I'm sorry to you ever. Zero. You will after this win. No. the I told you last year what would happen. The Cowboys suck. They still suck. They'll always suck. I'm going to move on before <laughs> before we have to disperse the company. This. <laughs> All right. So into some woods and waterfowl news, which is a new segment I'd like to start doing at the end of most of our podcast, if not all What of a beautiful way to end our podcast. Well, woods and waterfowl news. I think it's a great idea. It's amazing. You? I'll take the credit for that idea. That's topic, Willie. All right, I got two Woods and Waterfowl news for this week's topic. Two? Two topics. Wow. The USDA APHIS, A-P-H-I-S, that is, reversed the Canadian waterfowl ban on importing birds after shooting them. Thank you. So you can officially go shoot snow, speck, or lessers in Thank Canada you. and bring them across Thank the border. You. I see so many people online de- debating. I don't know why they're debating it. About, should we hunt this year because of avian flu? If you're debating it... Please don't hunt. Don't hunt. It's that B- simple. Buy your tag. Buy your tag. Do your, <laughs> do your duty at maintaining our flyways and keeping our marshes beautiful. <laughs> but don't hunt because more ducks for me. This I'm not true. worried about the avian flu for myself. Now, for the, the birds, yeah. It's I'm a, a problem I'm, for the birds. It's a problem for the birds. But for myself, no. I have no worries. There's nothing proven. There's nothing proven. It's going to move to a, a person. It's a, a, such an, a, an outlandish theory. I don't even care. Wow. I'm glad to see your passion about that news break because I haven't let Hunter know what the news is going to be yet for the week. So you're getting I did true read that. I did read it. And I'm glad they did it because that was going to – I knew it couldn't stick. That was going to be such a pain in the butt. The Canadian and Mexican hunting industry is already hurting from us not being able to travel there and last you know year. You know what sucks though? I know Canada season just started a week and a half ago, I think. Week, week and a half ago. Yep. Maybe two weeks ago. Sure, sure. Why didn't they do this before the season started? Why do we have to do this right in, right when season started? Like, oh no, maybe we will change it. Now all those guide fitters up there getting hundreds of calls a day trying to book hunts, and it's like, oh god. I just, I just don't. It happens every single year, whether it be the government, whether it be the state, federal, whatever the heck's going on. Somebody's got to screw something up, right? Always. They could have seen that come from a mile away. That they could have. All right, second piece of news in the last topic for today's podcast is one with a less – doesn't really mean as much, but I want to talk about it because I think it's something you start to see more often. Okay. Medina, Ohio. Yes. So we're in Michigan. Medina, Ohio is not too far from us. All right. A few hours away. It's a decent-sized city. It's not a rural area. Mm-hmm. And there was a huge debate. I guess it was a televised town hall meeting, but they are officially allowing bow hunting within their large city limits because the deer are starting to affect too much of the – city life population. I think you start to see more of that as the deer population continues to grow unchecked. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah. No, 100%. And I'm totally I'm totally for it. If you if you want to do it on a permit basis, that's perfectly fine with me. I'll, yep, you I'll, have to draw a permit from I'll, the city. I'll put in for a permit to go to a city. You know, there's there are so many deer in the cities. You with know, huge rats, by the way. Seen, but they they wreck cars, they're eat, they're eating gardens. And I'm not saying that it's the deer's fault. The deer was there before you. Well, not technically, kind of. but I mean, the species were, but... of it was there before you. So, 
you can be on whatever side you want to be on. But if they're there and they're huntable and they're causing issues and they figured out they can go into the cities and eat what they want, do what they want. First of all, coyotes aren't following them into the cities not very often. Although I think if you see it keep going unchecked, you will you see will start predators to start to follow them into the cities because they got to eat. And what happens when they follow them in the cities? They figure out, well, children are pretty good to eat too. Little dogs. dogs. About children, but dogs for hey, sure. Children playing on the street that are small enough, you get me a hungry coyote, I guarantee that they'll eat it. Most children that are small enough to get eaten by a hungry coyote, probably as a parent around, I would hope. You're in a city. I got no faith. This is fair. <laughs> um, but dogs, cats, any of your pets. You Maybe see, that's how but, you control the uh, stray cat issue in all these cities. You just let Maybe that's run. how you control the freaking stray homeless people. Wow. That is a hot take right there. <laughs> oh, j- jokes. J- jokes. It's kind of. Wink, wink. You guys can't see the, what the looks he's giving me. That's why we don't record our podcast for our YouTube channel. That is going to be live by the time you guys read the, or listen to this, I'm sure. So be sure to check that out. Woohoo! Woo! But anyways, I think that'll conclude today's podcast. We're coming up on 45 minutes to an hour here. So do you have anything else to say from the many hot takes we had during this day? Hey, I think it was a good podcast. I'm glad that more people are listening to it finally. I think I don't think we're terrible. We're you not guys terrible. get on here, hit the like and follow. Come yeah, on. Be sure to leave a review on our podcast. Reviews as long help. as it's a good review. If it's a bad review, just text me and I'll delete your text and not tell Hunter about it. That's how we do things here. Okay, that's not how we do <laughs> things here, but Willie would like to pretend that we do things like that here. Yeah, well. I like to read your negative comments anyways because it just makes me feel like I've actually caused ruckus, which is amazing. That's what I do best. That's what Hunter lives for. Pissing people off is my empowerment. So, as you couldn't tell. So be sure, like, follow, subscribe to all of our social medias at Locked On Sound. Thank you to all of our sponsors, our newest sponsor at Lit Beard Co. Uh, I think his hashtag is hashtag Razor Haters. Uh, thank you to Nolan's Poorhouse Coffee Company, uh, Flipping Birds Apparel, and anything else. Anybody else who has contributed, donated, or sponsored us along the way, thank you guys for listening, and have a great day.